Hello, and welcome to Everyday Sublime. This is your host, Josh Summers, and I'm delighted to have you here. In this episode, I'll be giving you my take on the relationship between yin yoga and Chinese medicine. Specifically, given that I'm a licensed acupuncturist, I'll be sharing my perspective on how I think yin yoga harmonizes the subtle body, that is the energy body. And in stimulating and harmonizing the energy of our being, we, through yin yoga, we can support a holistic uh, framework for health of body, mind, and spirit. So this particular talk I'm sharing is actually the first talk I give in my online yin yoga and traditional Chinese medicine teacher training. And I'll be running an online version of this course this spring. So if you want to spring into Chinese medicine this spring, you can join me and learn about how the theory of Chinese medicine um, can really inform and, and guide the way we approach practicing yin yoga with the intention of optimizing, harmonizing, strengthening, and circulating our vital energy. Our intention in offering this online course over three months is that it will give you a chance in a relaxed format to really work at your own pace. So there's a this course is chock full of information, and normally when I give it in a four-day intensive, people feel like it's a kind of a fire hose experience. They're just getting uh, sh showered with a lot of content. But in the special online format, uh, which I'll explain shortly, uh, you'll have three months, if you register before March 1st, you'll have three months to, to work through the material at your own pace. Um, and, and we're hoping that that experience, I'm hoping that that will give you a chance to really absorb, digest, and integrate the material so that it can be a living presence in your practice and your teaching. As I said, there's a ton of material here. I try to distill my four years of acupuncture training into a 50-hour condensed module for, that's really a, a, applicable and approachable for yoga teachers. And here's a sense of what's in the course. I cover Chinese medicine's historical roots in Taoism. I discuss yin and yang theory, which is essential to understanding Chinese medicine. I discuss the three treasures of Chinese medicine, which I refer to as our axis of holistic health. There are lots of yin yoga practices. I give yin pranayama practices. I offer yin organ-based meditations that can be integrated and woven into your yin yoga practice. I discuss the vital substances. These are the pure energies of Chinese medicine, our chi, essence, blood, and I add spirit, and how the yin yoga practice collaborates with our internal organs to support the production, storage, and circulation of these vital substances. We also cover the location and flow of the main channels or meridians of Chinese medicine and how yin yoga optimizes the flow of qi through those channels. But most importantly, I, I really spend a lot of time discussing the interrelationships between the yin organs. This, in my opinion, is really at the essence of what yin yoga can offer our being in terms of supporting the communication and an open, open uh, conductance between the organs so the organs themselves can function like a well-trained uh, well team. There's good teamship between our organs when our energy is flowing well. 
And the other main component or one of the main components of the training is my discussion of developing sequences and themes related to Chinese medical topics. Um, so there's a lot here and you can understand why um, I'm excited to spread this out over three months and I'm, I'm hoping that the students experience of going through it in a long protracted period of time like three months will really optimize the integration, understanding, and uh, ability to apply it to your own practice or teaching. So in the special format of this training, a lot of the material will be delivered through pre-recorded talks and practices. Um, so upon registering, beginning on March 1st, you will receive a weekly email with that week's assignments. Now we're saying week, but you, week's assignments, but re you really will have the three months to complete uh, the coursework. But each week for four weeks, you'll receive pre-recorded theory talks that I give, yin yoga practices, pranayama practices. You'll receive assignments of course reading from the, the manual that you receive with your registration. That's a hundred page PDF manual that I wrote on Chinese medicine and yin yoga. Um, you'll also receive reflective prompts for journaling. And the key component here is for four weeks on Sundays, uh, which you can look at in the registration, I'll be giving live online over Zoom Q&A sessions where I take your questions and really respond to what's alive for you and what's coming up for you in, in the practice. And as I've been saying, the course material will be distributed to you over four weeks. And even if you don't register on or before March 1st, our registration is open through April 15th. So from now to April 15th, when you register, that's when your four weeks of materials will be distributed to you. And if you have any other questions about the course, how it works, its format, head over to the, the page, which is in the show notes on the yin yoga and traditional Chinese medicine training. That link will take you to the, the page that outlines what's in the course, how the course works, and what you can expect. This course will earn you 50 hours of continuing ed unit education with the Yoga Alliance, and it also counts as 50 hours in the Yin Yoga School that Terry and I run as part of our Yin Yoga certificate tracks. So that's me talking about the course a lot, and I uh, just want to share with you one testimonial that a student sent in um, saying, very, very complimentarily, Josh is so knowledgeable and he shares his knowledge in such an inspiring, kind, and refreshing way. The layout and pace of the training were well thought out, allowing space for everything to sink in. It felt extra special to have Josh's unique perspective as an acupuncturist on traditional Chinese medicine and yin yoga. I highly recommend the course. Thanks, Carla, for those kind words. And um, I just say, if you're interested, we really welcome you to check it out and to join us this, this spring. And please do, if you know anybody that might be interested in this material, the material of looking at the relationship between yin yoga and traditional Chinese medicine, do forward along this episode. I'll be having more episodes around this theme soon as a way to help promote awareness of this training. But um, do, do, do send it to any like-minded colleagues that you think would benefit from it. And I very much appreciate for your share. And one final thing, you don't need to teach. You don't have to have any intention to teach to take this course. This is um, open to anybody with a sincere interest in learning how to integrate the theory of Chinese medicine into yin yoga. So it's open to practitioners and teachers alike. 
and we welcome you to join. Okay, now without further ado, I give you today's episode, my take on yin yoga and Chinese medicine. So welcome to uh, the yin yoga teacher training TCM or traditional Chinese medicine module. Um, in this session, uh, when we start, what I'd like to do is give a kind of a broad overview about how I'm thinking about this material as it intersects with Chinese, uh, with yin yoga, the practice of yin yoga. Um, and to give you a better sense of that, I think it's a, it's helpful to get a sense of where I'm coming from a little bit of my own background. And, um, I initially, uh, did not come to yin yoga in my yoga journey. My, my yoga journey started with Iyengar yoga and I began practicing Iyengar yoga in the early nineties when I was still in college. Um, and it was really only several years into practicing Iyengar yoga that I, and I was living in Asia for a while, um, specifically in Taiwan that I got injured on a Iyengar yoga holiday or, or intensive in Bali. And when I got back to Taiwan, I was noticing that my lower back was bothering me and that uh, my, my toes were getting a little numb on my left foot and something was wrong. Um, so I took myself to the local hospital. And when I enrolled or registered at the hospital, they said, would you like Western um, medicine or would you like Chinese medicine? And given that I was curious about Chinese medicine, I thought, why not go for the, the Chinese cure or a Chinese approach? And that brought me to getting acupuncture in the hospital setting. And I was really intrigued by how much my back improved pretty quickly as a result of the acupuncture sessions. And at the time, um, I was a little bit directionless in terms of my career. And uh, when I shared with my mother, who was a, a nurse practitioner, I shared with her that I was getting acupuncture. She kind of got all excited and said, you know, you can study that. You can become an acupuncturist in the United States. And I said, really? That's something you can do? You can... I had no idea that that was something that was possible. Um, you know, when I was graduating from college, it was either you go to medicine, you go to Western medicine, become a lawyer, you become going to business, or you, you go into education as four broad career directions. Um, but I was really interested in the acupuncture. And the more I started reading about it, it, it felt like a, a, a really nice um, form of, of, of livelihood that would integrate within my interests of yoga. And so I was, I was really interested in holistic health and acupuncture seemed like a great fit within that. So I came back from Asia, came back to Boston from Asia, and I enrolled in the New England School of Acupuncture um, and did a four-year master's there. Um, but during that time, during, the, during my first couple of years of acupuncture training, uh, a good friend invited me to go on a silent meditation retreat. And it was my first silent meditation retreat I'd gone on. And I couldn't believe how you know, um, painful and achy and, and tense my body felt and, and also how reactive my mind was. And so after that first retreat, I was interested in, in uh, one level, I felt betrayed a little bit from my Iyengar practice. I felt here I am trying to do two hours of dedicated yoga a day, and I'm not able to sit comfortably in a, in a peaceful state in for 45 minutes of meditation. Um, 
And so there was something that felt like there was something was missing. And when I got off the retreat and started to look, I started to Google and search for ways to sit more comfortably, how to sit more comfortably in meditation. And this brought me to an article about yin yoga that Paul Greeley had given. And um, as I read it, I became more interested, but I was also skeptical, skeptical because the way that Paul was uh, occupying postures, you know, he was, he didn't look like he had a very clear idea of alignment in his poses. They looked a little bit sloppy. Um, when I heard about just relaxing the muscles and hanging out for several minutes, it just seemed like it was, was not the, uh, the best approach to working with the body. Um, but a, fr uh, a friend and student of mine at the time had just completed a teacher training with Paul and Paul Greeley and Sarah Powers. And she was saying, you know, to me that, you know, I think you'll really like yin yoga because of its ability to prepare the body for meditation, for the fact that the practice itself, um, depending on how you look at it, could be seen as a form of meditation in and of itself, that you're just staying in poses for several minutes and there's much of the meditative process at play within the practice. But she also said, um, there's a, a, a large uh, body of theory that suggested that the way that the body was stimulated in the yin poses had a resonant effect on the body, similar to the effect of acupuncture. So that the, 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 the and this is something we'll cover here, but that the, the basic idea was that the, the elusive channels of energetic conductance, which are sometimes called the meridians, but I prefer the term channel, that the channels of energetic conductance are located within the fascia and that by stimulating and optimizing and awakening the health of the fascia, we can optimize the flow of subtle energy through the fascia um, in a similar way to the way acupuncture works. Um, so those are all very interesting themes to me. Um, and it was, or, you know, it took me a little bit before I really started to appreciate the value of the practice. But once I, I gave the practice a fair chance, meaning once I practiced regularly of yin yoga for about a month or two, I had gone, I went back on a meditation retreat again, and I could not believe the before and after experience or the night and day experience where before I'd go on retreat and I'd done a couple of them at this point, but that without the yin yoga, my body just consistently had lots of aches and pains and um, difficult dynamics in the meditation, really hard dynamics, unnecessarily hard, I would say. But then within the, after having integrated yin yoga, I found that going on retreat again, and just in general in life, that there was a, a smoothness of being where my energy felt more relaxed. There was more sort of a a, a, a more natural sense of what I'll be referring to as samadhi or a gathered together collected feeling of body, mind, and, and, and presence that uh, really had been eluding me. And, and it was really after that third retreat that I became a little bit of a yin yoga born again um, or a fundamentalist. I felt like this is, this is the missing piece that, that more and more folks need. And I, I, at that point, I started teaching from it. I started teaching yin yoga in my, within my classes and, and, and built upon that. So from given my background, um, I, I was a, I, I trained as an acupuncturist. I practiced as an acupuncturist in Boston for about 15 years. 
um, during just just at the outset of the pandemic, my life started going through a very big transition, and then the pandemic seemed to accelerate that transition. And one of the things that occurred in the transition was that um, I wasn't able to maintain my practice during the pandemic. I um, for a number of years I've been tapering down my acupuncture load and increasing just because of demand. My my teacher my teaching role was was increasing in demand, so I was doing more trainings. Um, but with the, with the pandemic, it just wasn't viable to keep the practice running. Um, and then I ended up moving to rural Maine from Boston in the middle of the pandemic at the end of 2020. Um, and, and so now I'm, I'm really concentrating on focusing on how Chinese medical theory applies to what we're doing in yin yoga. And I've been really using my time during the pandemic to try to develop a model. And this is, this is the heart of this training, which is I'm trying to share a working model for how we can think about what's going on energetically in our being vis-a-vis uh, -vis the practice of yin yoga. And we can use kind of the theoretical framework of traditional Chinese medicine to describe and give language to how we can talk about what's being experienced in our being when we practice. So a, a big part of this training is covering the theme, the major themes the major terminology, the major concepts of traditional Chinese medicine to help guide and awaken an understanding around what our experience in the yin yoga practice is like. Um, and, and I would say, in addition to that, one of the things I'm trying to do is uh, contextualize the kind of the, the themes of Chinese medicine that apply to our yin yoga practice and contextualize those themes within the broader, uh, a, a broader model or a broader sense of the spiritual path. So um, there's, there's one way that I think a lot of folks in the yin yoga community have uh, incorporated material from Chinese medicine in their teaching. And there's a way that the, 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 the discourse or the discussion tends to focus on symptomatic treatment or, or you know, fixing symptoms or, or curing symptoms of some sort, whether it's low back pain or stress or insomnia or digestive problems or anxiety. There's, you, you'll see a lot, at least I see this in the yin yoga uh, culture, that people are creating sequences and emphasizing the Chinese medical piece geared around the, the treatment of symptomatology. So you might see a sequence yin yoga for anxiety or a yin yoga sequence for liver chi stagnation, or, you know, um, like yin yoga for the spine, for the spine. So there's some specific application to some kind of symptomatic presentation. And while that's, you know, that's okay. The, the, the broader approach that I'm going to try to emphasize is that the main intention, and we'll come to this again shortly, but the main intention that I see going on within yin yoga and Chinese medicine is that we're learning and to develop a way to harmonize one's chi. So we're learning to harmonize our energy. And this is every much the same intention as qigong, 
or energy work in Chinese Taoist philosophy. Um, and in this, in this approach, the practitioner is not so much trying to alleviate a particular symptom, but there's a generalized um, kind of habituated practice that one in, in, in engages with that regulates the both the production and the circulation and the storage of our vital energies and, and our and our life force and chi so that there's a experience of health that is distributed through all dimensions of our holistic being and that includes our physical body our energetic body our psycho-emotional or psycho-spiritual mind it includes our interpersonal relationships and our broader relationships to the environment that we're we're in that's the that's the holistic model that all these parts resonate and influence each other so the, the theoretical model that i'll be coming coming back to over and over again is that we are supporting a the experience of, of chi harmonization through with yin yoga and um in doing that one of the ways of describing it in, in the kind of the spiritual term in spiritual terminology is that we're awakening the subtle body and and different spiritual models tend to uh, include some degree of levels or um, sheaths or layers of our being and so one, the very most obvious level, or the most obvious layer is our physical manifestation. So our, the physicality of our body. And that's referred to as the gross level, the biggest, most obvious level. And in, in many ways, I think the, the basics of yin yoga practice, you know, the stuff that I cover in the foundations course, the foundations module, where we learn to both feel what an alignment is like in our body and we, we we sort of we get to feel the consequences of how we position our body and we get really in tune with the levels of sensation that we're feeling when we play the physical edge of the pose you know we get to know when the sensations are too much when they're not enough and when they're just right in that goldilocks zone of mild moderate sensation all of that work that we do at the at the physical level would constitute in my mind a development of awakening to the gross body we we like we waken up our proprioception and we begin to awaken up our interoception so the proprioception is just awareness of where we are in space and and the the sensitivity we cultivate in yin yoga to how we're feeling where we're feeling the effects of one um change in the posture whether it's turning the foot in or out or moving the leg in or out a little bit we really start to feel the subtle effects that changing of the physical posture has on how we feel in the pose so that's the first phase of just and, I, and this is where i think yin yoga really dramatically helps wake people up to what they're feeling and that and and a function of that is just that they have more time in the pose to feel what they're feeling um, I was recently listening to a conversation with the anatomy expert and fascial expert, Tom Myers. And Tom loosely said this about the fascia. He said, the brain listens to the fascia. The brain is listening to the feedback of sensory um, experience in the fascia through sensory nerve endings that are 
richly embedded in the fascia and the fascia has more sensory nerve endings than our eyes. So there's the brain is intensely interested in the state of the fascia throughout the whole body. So it's getting a lot of information about how the body is from the fascia, but the brain talks to the muscles. So the brain communicates the, 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 the feedback it gets from the fascia to the muscles in terms of to relax or contract or move. But he also made this point that um, there's an inverse relationship between speed and sensitivity or into range of motion and sensitivity. And he's saying when we move fast, we can we, lo we lose some sensitivity to what we're feeling. And when particularly when we're also at maximal ranges of motion, we lose sensitivity to what's there. He says when we're at maximal range, ranges of motion, we're, we're in a state of work. So when your limb is fully extended, there's, there's a lot of work that your body has to do to maintain that and to stay safe there. But he says at more modest levels of range of motion, we can play with the sensitivity that we, we can develop there. We can become very sensitive within the slowness and the mildness of the range of motion to really wake up to subtler and subtler perceptions of what's occurring. And that's where I think yin yoga functions beautifully. Yin yoga helps us to, within the modest ranges of motion, staying still for long periods of time, we can, um, one of the things that starts to happen is we can really are, awaken our, our attention to the field of subtle sensation that occurs within the body. And that, that gives us a, a greater appreciation for the conditions and the relationship between conditions in our being that help either um, harmonize our energy more or lead to more and more um, disharmonious states. And if I put that piece, the awakening up to the subtle body, if I put that piece into the spiritual path, um, that's not the end point. Like waking up to the subtle body and the and the and the feel the subtle sensations and the emotions that occur, occur within those subtle sensations, that's not the end point. But when the energy is better harmonized, part of my thesis is it becomes much easier to awaken to the, 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 the deepest and subtlest layer of our being known as the causal level, the causal layer. And the causal layer refers to uh, really awareness itself. So the, 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 the fact of consciousness itself. And in most traditions, our liberation from suffering, our freedom, our implicit peace, our pure nature, whatever we want to, kind of spiritual jargon or language we want to use to that, these the deeper freedoms and pieces peace and well-being are intrinsic to awareness itself so uh, this the harmonization of the physical body the harmonization of the subtle body is something that i feel helps awareness literally wake up to itself um, and primarily that occurs because the, the 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 gross and subtle bodies are no longer obscuring or blocking or covering over the nature of awareness itself. So the, the, the awareness piece is something we'll address here for sure, but it's also something that I, I, I cover more in depth when we get into the meditation module, the mindfulness module that I teach. I'm trying to contextualize what this, this particular training is doing is that we're um, learning to use the, the language and the theory 
and the concepts of Chinese medicine and apply those concepts and themes, themes and theories to our practice of yin yoga with the explicit intention of harmonizing our chi. And then the harmonized chi is, in my view, very, if not exactly the same thing, it's, it's trending in the direction of the experience of samadhi. And samadhi is a unified, gathered, collected state where our body, mind, and breath are in sync or, or in, in synergy with each other. And that the experience of samadhi allows for the development of a deeper kind of wisdom to emerge that occurs when we wake up to the causal body. So that's the big picture. That's, that's me trying to cover some of the big picture. And we'll be going through many of those elements in greater depth now in the course. But one thing I also want to mention is that um, I'm trying to take a non-reductive approach. And this is uh, really a development in my own teaching from the beginning. Um, and, and maybe a little context around this is, will be helpful. So when I first learned yin yoga, I, I learned from Paul Greeley. Um, I took a number of workshops with him. And then when I did a training, I, I studied, I did a five-day training with Sarah Powers. And Sarah was the, the teacher uh, who was most directly uh, integrating the yin yoga practice with insights from Chinese medicine and also insights from Buddhism. And, and these three um, buckets of, of, of content, the, the yin yoga piece, the Chinese medicine piece, and the, and the Buddhist piece were very much near and dear to my own heart. So I really love the way Sarah spoke about all of it. But one of the things, and I don't think this was intentional on her part, um, but one of the things that I started to see as a result of the way I think Sarah was emphasizing things was that students were coming away thinking, oh, in order to benefit the chi, you have to focus on specific channels that relate to specific organs. And you have to do this in a particular way. Otherwise, uh, you're not really benefiting the energetic body. Or you're not really Im Im improving or optimizing the energetic state. So she, she would teach specific sequences, say, for the kidney and bladder channel and the kidney and bladder organs. Or she would teach a specific sequence for the liver and gallbladder channel and organs. And that has sort of spawned a community of people who feel like that's the really the only that's the only way to think about what's happening that we have to stimulate the channel accurately or well enough to benefit the energetic state of the organ and the overall energetic state of one's being and, and and as a result of that there's been a lot more people who have um tried to um when they give trainings really dive into the specific minutiae of where and how the channels are flowing. Um, so there's a lot of geographical location of the channels and, and I'll give you a sense of where the channels are in this training. But my view is that this has created a little bit too much emphasis on a particular tree in the forest. Like there's a lot of emphasis on the channel, but the bigger forest, the bigger picture of the forest is in a way getting obscured and lost. And just real simply, I think there's definitely influence on the channel, 
And we'll talk about that in a little bit. We're definitely influencing the channel. But I also think the way we hold the pose that influences the channel, the way we breathe, the breath practice itself is also tremendously influential on the chi experience or the, 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 the flow and quantity of our chi and our relationship to our emotional landscape is, is hugely influential, influential on our chi flow. So all of those three to come together are what I'm going to be trying to emphasize in this module, how the physical stimulation of the body and how the kind of the meditative intentionality within the practice work together in a bottom up and top down way to harmonize our chi. And that's really the essence of it. Okay, I hope you enjoyed today's talk. I hope it uh, gives you a sense of where I'm coming from on this theme of how to integrate uh, yin yoga and the theory of Chinese medicine. And if it's of interest to you, do check out the course. There's a link for you in the show notes that will take you to the page that has all the information that explains what's in the course, how the course runs, um, and what you'll get within it. So again, please uh, check that out. If you know of anyone in your friend circle, your colleague circle that's interested in yin yoga and Chinese medicine, or even just Chinese medicine and yoga, do send this along to them. I am grateful for your sharing. It's the, the most um, effective way of getting the word out. And I'm, I'm just enormously appreciative if you're able to do that. So thank you so much in advance. Okay, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take good care, stay safe, and I look forward to practicing with you soon. Take good care.